Welcome to another bonus podcast. It's the middle of December and Crystal and I are recording early so that we can take some time off over the holidays. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here and I'm with Crystal. Hello. And she is the pastor of women. And we thought we'd use this podcast to look back over the year and also look forward. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking as we looked back, there are a few things that have happened this year that we wanted to talk about. And one of the first things is we thought we would share with you some of the feedback we've had from our podcast in terms of we did three podcasts on the issue of Christian women in leadership. And we had an interesting email, a good email, um, that Crystal responded to. So Crystal's going to talk a little bit about that feedback from the Christian women in leadership. Right. Uh, This was an email from a um, pastor who is doing... Um, work and training women. He's really concerned about women being trained within the church. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to kind of give me ideas of what he's doing and how him and his wife, actually, not just him, (laughs) training women, um, and how we can be involved in that. So I'll read what he says, and I'll read my response, and we'll talk a little bit about that and how that impacts our listeners. So he, he says, personally, I've been very concerned for more than a decade that even in the healthiest complementarian churches, godly women are far too often left on the sidelines wondering how to serve. Consequently, a lot of the shepherding and teaching that needs to take place to make the body of Christ healthy and fruitful is neglected. Christian leaders have simply often failed to train older women so that they can train younger women, which is a quotations from Titus 2 verse 4. Our desire, he's saying, is to see godly older women equipped to teach and shepherd younger women effectively. To that end, we will be encouraging women leaders to attend our workshops for Bible teachers once we get these going. So he was encouraging me to come to a seminar that he's putting on on teaching women how to mentor other women or to send women from Northview uh, to that. So in response, I think this is a great idea, and I yeah. think there's definitely a lot of merit to it. Yeah. Uh, but in response, I also kind of wanted him to know what we are doing here, and it's good for you, whoever's listening here, to know what we're doing here at Northview too, so that you know we are taking leadership training seriously. Because I know that Crystal writes these reports every month, we have to, well, every two or three months, we have to write a report for the Council of Elders. Yeah. And Crystal will write a report as to what's happening in women's ministry. And then twice a year, we have our annual general meeting, and she puts her reports in the package that people can read if they want to. But maybe you as listeners haven't heard what's happening in women's ministry. Maybe you're not able to attend for whatever reason. You're working full-time or whatever. And so you might be curious that the response she sent back, because it was a really good email outlining what is happening for women here in Northview. So maybe you could share your email response back. Sure, and this is specifically related to mostly leadership training, but it shows also the the size of what other things that are going on. So this is what I wrote. Just so you know our approach, I thought I'd quickly outline what we are doing here. In addition to sending women to the annual Simeon Trust Workshops, which is a weekend workshop on how to teach the Bible, uh, it's coming up at the end of April this year, uh, we have 25 women taking a 30-week online preaching and literary genre course at Northview. And we have chosen to focus on training two groups of women right now, um, large group Bible teachers. So we have about 12 different women leading our three large group Bible studies, which take place on Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and Thursday nights. Wednesday morning. Monday night, Monday Wednesday, night, Wednesday morning. morning, and Thursday nights, yes. Each different group has between 60 and 120 women participating at that. So it's about 300 
Almost 360 yeah. women uh, between those three groups. Yeah, maybe a little bit less. Monday yeah. night is about 60. Okay, Wednesday but morning about 120, and Thursday night about 100, 120 as well. Yeah, yeah. So then there's also all those smaller groups that take place during the week. So this, that's the first group that we're training on teaching or training. So the large group people, people that are willing to go in front of the whole group and teach yeah. a big lesson. So stand in front of 60 people or 120 100 people. people and teach or facilitate the lesson. A two-hour yeah. back and forth table discussion, in upfront teaching, yeah. PowerPoint slides, whatever, music, mm-hmm. coordinate, everything that goes along with that. It's like leading a church service, really, yes. because you have worship, prayer, all those components. It's true, it. because the Sunday night gathering is about that many, 120 people on a Sunday night service. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. So that's the first group, is the large group Bible teachers, which I said right now we have about 12, which is a real luxury. A couple of years ago, um, I started to do this kind of thing, and it was Thaley and I switching back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> we're the only two that could do it. Well, and you had uh, to do the bulk of it. I only did a Yeah, you bits. did a few. So this year I had uh, six or eight extra people coming in, which was awesome. Um, so the second group that we're focusing on training is small group facilitators. So we have about 30 women serving as table leaders at the studies. So when people come to our large group studies, especially on the Monday night and Wednesday morning, not so much the Thursday nights, so that's a little different setup. Uh, we sit around tables and we have two women at each table that lead the discussion. They kind of act as the shepherds for that table. Yeah. And they're the mentors, mm-hmm. the, prayer, the people that gather people for prayer that help discuss lead the discussion around the tables. They and email so them during the week and connect with them. And sometimes they'll have like lunches at the end of the term or whatever, things like that. They, yeah. they really are the shepherds of the tables, like you said. Yeah. So that's a second level of leadership. Mm-hmm. And then we have other people that do, you know, uh, more other things like technical work or welcoming committee or those mm-hmm. kind of things. But there are significant ways that we are training women. Um, so when I responded to this gentleman's email, I said, you know, maybe mentoring would be a part of that in the future to train people specifically in mentoring. But I wanted him to know what we are doing here already. Yeah. And so if that's something of interest to you, if you would like to be part of any of this in-depth Bible training, if you see yourself as a teacher or as even just a table facilitator, it's a great role Yeah, for learning to kind of expand your leadership gifts, see where you can fit in and what, what areas I, you need to grow. Yeah. What I liked about the email exchange is the fact that he had said that even in healthy complementarian churches, which Northview is, we're a healthy complementarian church, he said that it's possible women are sidelined. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing a little bit as I read your response because I thought, if you feel that way as a listener, that you're, you're a woman and you're being sidelined, you don't have to be. No. There are so many ways to plug in here at Northview, not only in teaching, but in serving of every sort. You can teach kids ministry. You can be involved in worship. You can be involved in ushering or you name it. There are so many ways Youth for you ministry. to get involved. Youth, yeah. 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 So we thought we'd also mention, just kind of coming out of this email, why we haven't maybe set up an intentional mentoring program mm-hmm. here at Northview. It's not that we don't think there's a value to mentoring, but as people have come to Thalia and I and asked to be paired up with a mentor, what we've encouraged them to do instead is to come and be part of one of the large group studies, because in that you'll get slotted into a table group, like we talked about. You'll meet six or eight people um, that you might connect with, and there might be someone within that group that you more naturally connect with than another. And you can kind of find your own mentors, and mentoring can happen in a group setting in a really healthy way as well. So there is a real value, I think, to one-on-one mentoring when it's the right fit and the right person. and yeah. But there's a lot of variables there. And so we found kind of in the that this is a great way um, 
to kind of bypass some of those things that can be awkward when you're just set up with a mentor that you don't know, yeah. uh, that we're kind of artificially setting up for you. And one of the downsides of mentoring is the fact that we sometimes think that one person can handle all our issues and <laughs> help us grow. Yeah. When we know that, really, when we look at our lives, we have lots of different people speaking into our lives, hopefully. Yeah. You know, we may have a spouse, we may have siblings, we have parents, we have friends, neighbors, all these people that we need and the different pieces they add to our lives. So being at a table, you then have six or eight different women that can add into your lives, and you can learn from all of them. Yeah, and I think there's a, such a bonus, too, because you can realize, there's often that aha moment where you realize you can give something back, yeah. too. Even though you're coming there for mentoring, you're saying, oh, well, this person has a problem, and I know how to deal with that problem because I face that in my own life. So yeah. it becomes more reciprocal rather than, than just asking for that ment- mentor to be pouring into your life. Yes. You kind of become part of a community yes. that serves each other. So. Okay. That's some of the feedback that we've gotten. That's some of the feedback. So as we look back, another area that Crystal and I realized is that there's been a lot of times this past year where we have both been outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of our listen- listeners feel that way too in their own lives, that they're often out of their comfort zone. And they oh. think we might never I feel know. that way. <laughs> That's why we thought we might want to mention it. Because sometimes people think, but you guys look like you're always got it together. Yeah. And it's never scary. And yeah. we want to admit, yes, we do get scared. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a little... Um, of the ways that we are outside of our comfort zone often? I think every week as I'm serving here, is when I'm emceeing, walking the hallways as a pastor on call, um, there's moments every week where I have to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm going to intentionally enter that conversation with that yeah. group of people, even though they're standing there and they look like they're all happy and they don't yeah. need me. But um, making that decision that we have to walk up to groups, that we have to introduce ourselves, that we just shake out our hands. Yes, take a deep (laughs) breath, put that smile on your face. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we're on staff here and pastors and whatever doesn't mean that we don't feel some of those barriers that anybody else feels. absolutely. I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. For me, being on the podcast is a huge (laughs) step outside my comfort zone. So somebody once said, well, you guys should make it video so we can see you. I was like, no way. It's hard enough to be audio. So being on the podcast is is hard. It's challenging. It's gotten easier. And yes. I think that's true with anything you do. The more you do it with practice, the easier it gets. That's but true. it's still, you, you want to be on. You want to say something yeah. that makes sense. It feels to me like there are so many times... Uh, almost weekly here that I'm outside my comfort zone. I mean, leading communion, that's challenging and it's worth it and it's great, but it takes preparation and time. And praying in front of that many people in church, you may not know, listeners, but the whole week before I MC, I pray for what I will pray for. (laughs) And I ask God, what can I say? And can you help me prepare something in my head? And because it's not... I don't write it out fully, but I have a good idea of what I'm going to say. So I sound intelligent and thoughtful and put together. to lead you in the moment too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it does change sometimes. Yeah. But I want to be intentional about that. Yeah. About praying for my prayer. <laughs> my family just laughs at me, but, but I know it's you, important. you often don't eat supper before. No, I can't. Because you're nervous. And Johnny I, says the same. Yeah, like Johnny does, does the same. He yeah. doesn't eat. Before the service. No. No. So we might look confident up there. <laughs> But it's, it's operating in God's grace and hoping that he's yeah. going to, like, trusting that he'll carry us through. Absolutely, and he does. Absolutely. Yeah. But at times it's a little bit fake as we struggle with the internal uh, discomfort and yeah. the nervousness and yeah. anxiety and all that kind of thing. We were told this morning, and by the time this airs, it'll probably be past news, but both Thalia and I have to be merry in the Christmas <laughs> Eve service. 
Yes. So we were looking around the room thinking, oh, okay, I guess we're the only two women. And I need two women volunteers. So, so I think you're drama, in the worship center. Yes, dramatic center reading. Court. That's not really my forte. Oh, but no. We'll do it. Yes, we'll put on a costume. That's not my forte. No. <laughs> I'd rather do the drama, but not the costume part. Hilia is going to do her first wedding oh. in a few weeks. Yes. Yes, actually in less than a week. Okay. Yeah. That, so, uh, yeah. that is outside your comfort zone. It's outside of my comfort zone. Not um, the people. It's a good friend of ours who's getting married. Remarried, I should say. But more the fact I've never done a wedding and had to design how the flow of the wedding is and what I will say at each point. And that's taken some time and attention. And it'll be good. Um, but it'll only be good because God has done it. Not because it, it's something that's comfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we wanted to just <laughs> kind of admit to some of those things to encourage you Yeah, that that's all part of life is walking outside our comfort zone sometimes. Yeah. Some of the meetings that we've been in have been a little outside of our comfort oh, zone yeah. too. Oh, so, yeah. So often here we'll come to meetings and we're often the only women, mm-hmm. you know, in the elders. Or we went to one recently for the MB conference. Yeah. And you that step was into 40 the men and yeah. the two of us. And us. Yeah. And Crystal says, well, we should split up. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> So I went and hung out with Greg Harris. And because it's men don't come and approach us, we have to approach them mm-hmm. because, you know, they're being careful and kind. And so we really have to step outside of our comfort zone and we have to speak up. And that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting to look around the room because there's no, there was two other women that came in, but one was from. Well, they came the, in later than us. So we had to do the first part of the meeting, yeah. just the two of and us. She, one was from the. BC board, I think, yeah. but she wasn't a pastor. And the other one was kind of an interim person that was more yeah. administrative as their mm-hmm. church was looking for a lead pastor. So yeah, yeah we were the only, two, the only two female pastors in the room. Yeah, There's also been meetings that have come as a result of the podcast that we've had, and some of those have been interesting, right, and stretched yeah. our thinking. And we've had people come and question us and work through things. So yeah, what are some of those that you've We've remembered? really seen a lot of fruit this year in terms of Crystal and I have repeatedly asked you as listeners or anyone to come and talk to us if there is a difficult issue of any sort. And mm-hmm. let's meet for coffee and let's talk through it. And we have had a lot of meetings this yeah, year, the two of really us fun. with people. Yeah. So what are some of the issues we've talked through with people? Um, well, people have wanted to clarify this women in leadership topic that we've had and yeah. ask lots of questions about that and how, how are decisions made and, and can I be a teaching associate and what are the rules around interns? And so that's been good. Yeah. Um, women have come up to us saying, I want to lead a program and they've had yeah. ideas of programs they want to lead. And we've had to walk them through what it means to be a leader at Northview and what are the steps and that you first have to be a member yeah. and then, then it helps after you're a member to be already plugged in somewhere at Northview so that people know you. Mm Because if you just start leading a program and you put your name in the bulletin and people don't know who you are, well, no one's going to come. And then you're going to be discouraged and then it's going to flop. So there has to be a process of building up kind of your name within the within the group and then also people affirming your gifting and so there needs to be a system of accountability accountability mm-hmm. yeah that so you can't just go do something in no. your home if you're going to be an official Northview event that we or a program that we endorse then it has to be you have to be willing to be checked in with us yes. every once in a while and make sure you're on board with the confession of faith and all those yep. kind of pieces that you're running by any guest speakers through us because we're technically in charge of shepherding our people and if there's yep. people coming into your group that aren't necessarily in line with our way of thinking then we need to um, be aware of that because we don't want people to get led astray Mm -hmm. by someone that sounds like they're a great speaker so there's all these little pieces if you say i want to lead a program that we need to talk about ahead of time 
Yeah, and I think that's that a surprise for people. It has been a surprise. Yeah, a few people have come in and said, well, I have leadership gifting and I want to run this, and why can't you just give me the rubber stamp? Yeah. So, yeah, we've had people come in and say, um, I love ministering in this way, but it's taking this toll on my family or this toll on uh, my time or my own emotional resources. How yeah. can I lead well and yet manage these other pieces of my life. Mm-hmm. So that's those have a pretty, been good discussions. Yeah, it's a good discussion and pretty common, actually. Yeah. Healthy boundaries kind yeah. of idea. Yeah. Yeah. We've had people come for church discipline issues mm-hmm. and not for themselves being disciplined, but they're wanting to know what is church discipline and what happens if they have a friend who is walking in something that they shouldn't and how does the church approach that and deal with that? And how should they do it? Yes. Like one woman said, I don't want this friend to know... That I told you this, I said, well, then you have to be the one warning her. If you don't want her to know that I know, yeah. <laughs> then you have to be the one. I should, kind of took a big breath and a gulp. And, okay, then. Yeah. I guess I have to say the hard words. Yeah. So, yeah, meetings like that. Um, we've had a few people that are leading groups and are approved by us as leaders and have mm-hmm. gone through all the steps. But then they come up with roadblocks of somebody in their group that's causing grief or somebody that's needing lots of extra attention, Mm -hmm. and how do they deal with that? How do they manage that kind of person? Yeah. So we've we've been able to problem solve that. Yeah. And we've had people come in with questions about staff decisions or about the north side relaunch. Yeah. And those are great discussions to have. So we would continue to welcome you coming to see us and meet with us and go for coffee with us or lunch or whatever. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, Crystal, let's keep moving. We are going to look ahead a little bit. Yeah. Let's look at what's happening in the next few months of the new year. Right. So we start off every year with a prayer week. And so this year is no different. We're looking forward to that. Ezra is going to lead all five nights, it sounds like. Normally he gets some of us pastors to do one night um, and we split it up. But right now it looks like he's going to take charge of that. And we all are going to participate a couple nights a week, be part of it. Um, We don't know exactly what's going to be on each night, um, but it'll be just different focuses about local outreach, it sounds like, is his his main focus. Mm -hmm. Focusing on um, praying for the unsaved within Abbotsford, within Mission, uh, praying for our leaders within our churches that are raising up um, teaching and stuff, uh, praying for communities. Yeah, Yeah. I think tying that back to our um, outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. For those of you listening, you might be terrified to go to a prayer evening. And I was. I never went to any prayer evening until I was a staff person here. Or that's not true. Maybe I went to one. But it was scary. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, if you're listening to this, you don't have to pray out loud when you go. You can simply enjoy the prayers of others, which I did that first time. And you don't have to, there's about 50 people maybe that go, maybe a little bit more. What'd you say? Uh, How many? I think there's been about a hundred. Have it there been? Okay, maybe I'm thinking back to the early yeah. years. Every week it's kind of built, or every year it seems to build a little bit. Okay, so if there's a hundred people there, let's say, yeah. you don't have to pray out loud in front of a hundred people. And if we break into small groups, which Ezra will likely do in groups of two, three, five, something like that, you can pray if you're comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you can just enjoy the prayers of others. But mm-hmm. I'd really encourage you to come and see what happens. There's, it is really encouraging. Yeah, praise and yeah, there's worship large and there's group prayer, prayer, small group prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they have stations of prayer, and you might move around the room to different stations and pray for different topics. Like Ezra is really good at organizing a prayer evening. Yeah, very and, creative. Yeah, very creative, and the time will go very quickly. You'll be surprised. Moving. Yeah, it's an hour and a half, right? Seven yeah, to seven to eight thirty in Center Court. Yeah, the first week of January, the fifth, yeah, the fifth to the ninth. Yeah, yeah. Monday to Friday. Yeah. 
Right after that, we start up with a lot of our programming. We try not to have programming that first week so that everybody can come to the prayer week. So our Wednesday morning and Monday night classes will start up that week after. Uh, so on Wednesday morning, we're having four options. We're calling it WTLC, yeah. so Women's TLC. Uh, we're doing a Bible study on the books of Ruth and Esther. And there's a great write-up about that on our website, kind of mocking the fact that, oh, yeah, the women's <laughs> books of the Bible. <laughs> I, I like that. I know. It was good. Uh, Carol Duskin wrote that for us. That's good. But just saying, you know, there's so much we can learn here. And if we see it within the bigger context now of the covenants that we've yes. been reading and studying about in the Bible overview, um, that's just it adds so much more depth to those stories. Mm-hmm. And Thalia is going to lead a class called I Have a Friend Who. Yes. Why don't you explain that a little bit? Sure. I'm calling it I Have a Friend Who because literally we have friends who have difficult things in their life. And some of the things we're going to be talking about is I have a friend who is separated or divorced. And we're going to talk about separation and divorce. We're going to talk about abuse in marriage and just abuse in general. general. We're going to talk about mental health, anxiety, depression, things like that. We're going to talk about uh, grief and loss, pornography, homosexuality, same-sex attraction. We're going to use the words <laughs> addictions. We're going to talk about a variety of tough topics. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at it from a cultural view. What does the culture say Culture say about these things? What is the biblical view? And we're going to address some specific questions within each topic. So, for example, in abuse, you might say, well, I have a friend who I suspect is being abused. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I have a friend who I think might be depressed. What do I do? I have a friend who says that, well, we should do pornography in our marriage because it will spice it up. What does the church think about that? And we're going to actually talk about those kinds of things. And then, of course, there will always be prayer and there will always be resources that I will um, recommend. recommend, books, websites, articles, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are two of the classes. Then Imran and Anju, one of our interns, are going to do a class on engaging with your Punjabi neighbor. So that's uh-huh. the culture part of the TLC. And I think they're going to maybe go visit the temple. If, yeah, if people want to, they will. Yeah. yeah, but they have a lot of opportunities uh, for testimony, like hearing testimonies of a couple different Sikh people. They have yes. lined up, some that are Christians, some that aren't, like talking about their life and faith. And um, talking about culture, food. Um, just so Some that you Punjabi have, phrases. Yeah, just yeah. so you have points of contact with people who are neighbors yeah. or people that you meet. And then Robin, Pastor Robin and Laura are going to lead a class called Got Kids. Yeah. And talk about parenting. And it's mostly geared for people that have kids that are preschool up to grade school. Yeah. But both of them have married kids, so they'll probably, or not married, but older, grown-up kids. Well, Robin has Pastor married. Robin has married yeah. kids and grandkids, and yeah. uh, Laura has a teenager and one in university. Right. So they have a wealth of experience. So they're there to, they'll talk from their own personal experience, too, of yeah. like, parenting at all levels, I'm and sure. And Laura is a trained teacher, so she has a lot of experience that she'll bring to the class. It'll be great. Yeah. So those are the four Wednesday morning classes. So if you are free Wednesdays uh, from 9.30 to 11, or 9.15 to 11.30, we just encourage you to look those up on the website, sign up. You can sign up online. Uh, Monday night, uh, we have, we'll do the Ruth and Esther Bible study class as well. And we'll also have a second course called the Simeon Trust uh, course. I mentioned that on that email that mm-hmm. I read off just at the beginning. It's a 20, this one we're offering is a 20 week course on how to understand and teach the different biblical genres. So, Old Testament narrative, um, Old Testament wisdom literature, um, prophecy, apocalyptic literature, epistles, so the letters. To so, the this churches. doesn't sound easy. This is not Maybe. easy. It's <laughs> more like a, a university this? level course. Okay. So, you're not coming with uh, just. Yeah, your brain has to be turned on. You have okay. to do homework ahead of time. You have How to watch homework? a video. 
It's probably two to three hours a week. Okay. You have to watch a 35 to 40 minute video. Okay. You have to answer questions on that video and you have to also take what you've learned in that video and apply it to a specific passage of scripture. Oh. And so outline. if you're a keener. If you're a keener. Yeah, and you come really, and learn. It would be awesome for anybody that loves doing Bible study. Teach Like if you like being a, a care group leader, a yeah. pastorate leader, and you want to know how to handle the word of God better, it's a great course. Okay. But it does take work. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's serious brain turn your brain on kind of work. So if so. you're a listener and you have a friend that fits that kind of category, maybe tell them to contact Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So we're going to run it on Monday nights. Okay. Um our women's retreat. That. Yeah, women's retreat. January that 30th is going to sneak 1st. up on us really quickly. It will. But End of January, January 30th. I'm so glad we had our December 1st deadline for our um, early bird last year. The last couple of years we've had it in January, and I come back out of Christmas holidays in yeah. a bit of a cold sweat because I'm thinking, we haven't really pushed the retreat yet, and yeah. how many people are going to sign up? And so we have about 110 people already wow. signed up. And the last couple of years we've had about 120, 130 altogether come. So to have to know who those people are now ahead of time, yeah. it can help us pray for them. It can help us get ready. Uh, in the cabins, yeah. uh, get ready of our, with our materials. Now we're in a new location this year. Yeah. Tell us where we are. Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center, which is in the States. Yeah. It's a little over an hour south of the border, um, just right along the No, no, the no. Ocean. You have to say that if you're a shopper, where are we close yes. to? Yes, we're close to the Tulalip Outlet Malls. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Haley is trying to get people in that way. <laughs> well, I know, because we have time off on Saturday afternoon, and Ava, my daughter, is already saying we need to go shopping. Yeah. So we, we might have to. Yeah, in the five hours that we have off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be great. There's, uh, It's from Friday night until Sunday at noon. Uh, we have supper available Friday night if you want to come. If you don't want to come or if you can't get off work that early, uh, the first session will be around 7.30 or 8. The schedule is on the website. And then we leave right after the session on Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday. So yes. we know a lot of people will want to get back for Super Bowl parties or the ones that don't can go shopping and enjoy that on their way home. And I think we're doing the book of Colossians, correct? Yes. So yeah. if you want to be a keener and you want to read through the book of Colossians several times even before we go to the retreat, that would yeah. be very helpful. Yeah. We'll send out some info early in January uh, maybe to help you prepare uh, spiritually for that because it will mm-hmm. be a great time of spiritual growth and being challenged. Uh, we have a great prayer team already putting together prayer stuff for that weekend and just a whole team of people working on different aspects of it. So yeah. January 11th is the cutoff. So after that date, we won't be accepting any more registration. So if you want to come, we'll keep repeating that date over and over again. Yes. <laughs> but we, uh, the camp just has a deadline uh, where they won't accept more after that time. So okay, that's that. Uh, our precepts group, which is another big uh, Bible study here at Northview, they are they meet on Thursday nights, and Angie Tufnell and several Lana Meredith and uh, several others lead that group. They're continuing on a Matthew study after Christmas. They've been doing up till now. They're, I think this is their first week off, uh, which is now middle of December, and then they'll start up again uh, January eighth or ninth, I believe. Um, but then. In January 29th, they're starting a whole new study in the Book of Numbers. So if it's something that you're interested in, uh, you could look that up on the website, find out information about it. That's a very in-depth study as well. Okay. How about the pre-marriage? Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, briefly. If you or someone you know is engaged or going to be engaged, you know, this is the Christmas season, you never know. Uh, we are going to have several pre-marriage options starting in January. We have small groups that meet in homes between one and three couples that meet with a marriage mentor. We also have a large group possibility. We have um, a number of marriage mentors that are keen to meet as a large group here at church. 
possibly on Wednesday nights during the TLC. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested or you know someone that's interested, send me an email. That would be great. This is for people getting married. Yeah, getting this, married yeah. sometime in 2015, I guess, yeah. would probably be good. Preparing them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Apologetics Conference, uh, March 6th to 7th. So if you want to look on ApologeticsCanada.com for info, that would be great. There's two, three women teaching yeah, this time. Two that's keynote new. speakers, which is awesome. So we're excited about that. And Nancy Piercy, who wrote the book Total Truth, will be there as a speaker. And Mary Poplin, who is an educator in L.A., um, Los Angeles, will be there. And she's also having a sep- separate night for mm-hmm. teachers um, and I think the night before the conference, the Thursday night, it was something like that. To talk You'd have about, to check online. Yeah, yeah, but to talk about how to really impact through public school system um, yeah. our world. So that would be really interesting, I think, for teachers. Yeah. Margaret Manning is the third woman that's going to be part of like a panel discussion. Like a TED Talks yeah. type thing. Yeah. And Sean McDowell is coming. And so that's good. He's written a number of books that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, so that's a Friday night and Saturday till 2. It's yeah. not a long commitment, but it's packed in. There's ApologeticsCanada.com. Yeah. It's good. I went last year and just listened to some of the speakers. Yeah. So I would really encourage you to sign up. It would be really great. Now, what else do we have to go? What are we else looking forward to? Spring break? Yeah, that's <laughs> too girl, far. Then. Our girls are going yeah. to Thailand yeah. with the mission group, the youth group. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're really looking forward to that. They're going to start doing different pieces of fundraising mm-hmm. and getting their letters out now over Christmas and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we just encourage you as you look forward um, to maybe just be intentional in some of your planning. Uh, I know over Christmas time, I often have, there'll be those times where you have, you're done your family gatherings and you have that time to reflect on the year that's gone past and the year that's gone forward, the year that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time of downtime and reflection and to think about what do I want to change? What do I want to add? What do I want to delete from my life? Yeah. Think of some of the friendships that you Mm -hmm. have. What do you need to invest in them? Mm -hmm. Um, Think of your spiritual life. What do you need to invest in that? Your physical life. What are the things that are important Mm -hmm. um, for you to do in the coming year? And emotionally, too. What are areas that you might want to deal with things that you've kind of put on the shelf for a while that maybe this is the year to to tackle them yeah and crystal and i are here so if you want to come and talk to us individually or together you're so welcome to do that Mm -hmm. and we look forward to another year ahead where we can meet with a lot of different women yeah families couples it's gonna be great yeah well crystal do you want to pray for us as we close out this podcast sure that sounds good Lord, we thank you that even though we don't know the days that are before us, that you know all the days that you have. You know um, everything that has gone beyond in our past and everything that will come in our future. So Lord, we just pray that as we take time over the holidays um, to just sit and to reflect, to think about your hand of faithfulness in our past and to uh, pray about our future. We just pray, Lord, that you would guide and direct us um, into steps of holiness, into steps of discipline, Um, into steps of health in terms of our emotions, in terms of our relationships, in terms of our finances, all these different areas, Lord, we pray that we would put them all under your lordship and that we would uh, trust you to help us decide um, to make decisions that are wisely in line with your word. Lord, I just thank you for everybody who has participated in our lives here at Northview. Lord, we thank you for the feedback that we've gotten from people uh, about this podcast and about different teaching that's going on here. Lord, we thank you for all the women and men here, Lord, who are dedicated to your word and to building up your church and to growing this community of faith. 
So Lord, we just pray for them. Um, Lord, that your hand would be upon them, that you would guide and direct them, uh, and that together you would keep us all accountable to each other and to you, Lord. Uh, we pray for this church, uh, and we pray for our outreach in the neighborhood, Lord. We pray that we would always be people who represent you well. And we pray all these things in your name, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Oh,